Treasure Island by Robert Louis Stevenson. Part 4. The Stockade. Chapter 21. The Attack. As soon as Silver disappeared, the captain, being closely watched him, turned towards the interior of the house, found not a man of us at his post but brave. It was the first time he we had ever seen him angry, caught as he roared, and then, as we all sunk back to our places, Gray he said, I put your name in a log. You stood by your duty like a seaman. Mr. Norley, the surprise at you, the sir, doctor, I thought you had worn the king's coat. If that is how you served at front Gray, sir, you had been better in, in your berth. The doctor's watch was all back at their at their loopholes. The rest were busy loading the square muskets. Everyone with red face, you may be certain, a flea in his ear, as the saying is. The captain looked on for a while in silence, then he spoke. My lads, said he, I had given a silver broadside. I pitched it red hot on purpose. Before the hour's out, as he said, we'll be boarded. We are outnumbered. I needn't tell you that, but we'll fight in the shelter. A minute ago, I should have said we fought with discipline, and no matter of doubt, we can drag them if you choose. Then he went the rounds and saw, as he said, that all was clear. Then he went the rounds and saw, as he said, that all was clear. On the two short sides of the house, east and west, there were only two loopholes on the south side. The porch was uh, was two again on the north side, five. There was a round score of muskets for the seven of us. The firewood had been built into four poles. Tables, you might say, one about the middle of each side. On each were tables of some ammunition, four. Very muskets were laid ready to the hand of the, of the defenders. Middle cutlasses lay ranged. Toss out the fire, said the captain. The chill is past. You mustn't have smoke in our eyes. The iron fire basket was carried boldly out. Most alone, the embers smothered among the sand. Hawkins hasn't had his breakfast, Hawkins. May can, may help himself and back to your post to eat it, continued Captain Smollett. Lively now, my lad. You, do, you want it? Before you done, the hunter, serve out a round of brandy to all hands. While this was going on, the captain completed his own mind a plan of the fence. Doctor, you take the door, he resumed. See, and don't expose yourself. Keep within the fire through the porch. Hunter, take the east side. There, Joyce, you stand by the west, my man. Italoni. You are the best shot. You and Gray will take this side, take this long north side with the five loopholes. It's there that the danger is. If they can get up to it, the fire in but upon us through our own ports, things will begin to look dirty. Hawkins, neither you or I are much of count at shooting. So we stand by a load and bear a hand. As Captain has said, chill was past. As soon as the sun climbed above the griddle of trees, it fell with all its force upon the clearing and drank up the vapours at a draught. 
Soon the sand was baking and the resin melting, the logs of block house. Jackets and coats were flung aside, shirts torn open at the neck and rolled up to the shoulders. We stood there, each at his post, in a fever of heat and anxiety. An hour passed away. Hang them, said the captain. This is dull and doldrums. Grey whistled for a wind. And just at the moment came the first news of the attack. Are you please, sir, said Joyce. If I see anyone, am I to fire? I, hope you, I told you so, cried the captain. Thank you, sir, returned Joyce. Same, quite solidity. Nothing followed for a time. The mark had set us all on a remark alert. Straining ears and eyes, the musketeers, their paces balanced in their hands. Captain out in the middle of the blockhouse, mouth very tight, a frown on his face. So some seconds passed till suddenly Joyce whipped up his musket and fired. The report had scarcely died away here as it was repeated and repeated from without. A scattering volley, shot behind shot, like a string of geese, by the very side of the enclosure. Several bullets struck the lookhouse, but not one entered as the smoke cleared away and vanished the stockade. The wheels around it looked as quiet and empty as before. Though a barrow waved, not the gleam of musket barrel betrayed the presence of the foes. Your man? asked the captain. No, sir, rejoiced. I don't, I believe not, sir. Next thing, better next thing, tell to the truth. But the clips on it, load his gun, Hawkins. Now, how many say you were on your side, Doctor? I know precisely, said Dr. Lindsay. Three shots are fired on this side. I saw the three flashes, two close together. One further go to the west. Three complaint, to Captain. How many are yours, Mr. Volney? But this was not easily over answered. There had come many from the north. Seven by the Kauai's congregation, eight or nine according to Grain. East and west, only a single shot had been fired. If plain, therefore, the attack would be developed from the north, and that on the other three sides were only to avoid, annoyed by his show hostilities. Captain Smollett made a change in arrangements. Musketeers succeeded in crossing the stockade. The ogre they made to the possession of unprotected loophole shot us down, shot us down like rats in our own stronghold. Not, n- nor had we, nor had we much time left for us to, for fault. Sunny, a loud hooser, a little cloud of pirates leaped for the woods, north side and rang straight at the stockade. The same moment the fire was once more open for the woods, a rifle ball sang through the doorway, Knocked the doctor's musket into the bits. Boulders swarmed over the fence like monkeys. Squire and Grey fired again, and yet again, three men fell. On forwards into the enclosure, two back on the, on the outside. But of these, one was only more frightened than hurt, for he was on his feet again in a crack, and instantly disappeared among the trees. Two and a bit of dust. Two and a bit of dust, one had fled. Forward made good for their footing inside our defences. While from the shelter of the woods, seven and eight men, each of them really applied his several muskets, kept up with a hot, throw useless fire on the doghouse. Four who had boarded made straight before them, the buildings shining as, the, as they ran. A man among the trees shouted back to encourage them. Several shots were fired, but such was the fury of the marksmen. That not man appears to have taken effect.
In a moment, the four pirates were swarmed up a mound and were upon us. Head of Joe Anderson, the Swain, appeared in the middle of the loophole. All in, all hands, all hands, he roared in a voice of thunder. At that same moment, another pirate grasped Howard's musket by the muzzle, wrenched it from his hands, plucked it through the loophole, and with one stunning blow, laid a poor fellow senseless on the floor. Meanwhile, a third running unharmed. All around the house suddenly appeared suddenly in the doorway and fell with his cutlass of the doctor. Our position was utterly reversed. A moment since, we were firing undercover at exposed enemy. Now we, who lay uncovered and could not return a blow, log house was full of smoke, to which we owed our comparative safety. Cries of confusion and flashes and reports of official shots. One loud groan rang in our ears. Out, lads, out, and fight them in the open, cutlasses, cried the captain. I snatched a cutlass on a pile, and someone at the same time, snatching another, gave me a cut across the knuckles, which I had fairly, hardly felt. I dashed out the door into the clear sunlight. Someone was close behind. I knew not whom. Right in front, the doctor was pursuing his assailant, and he, just as my eyes fell upon him, down, beat down his guard, and sent him sprawling on his back. A great slash across the face. Round the house, lads, round the house, cried the captain. Even the hurly burly, I perceived a change in his voice. Mechanically obeyed, turned eastwards, and my cutlass raised, ran round the corner of the house. Next moment, I was face to face with Anderson. He roared loud, his hanger went up above his head. Flashing in the sunlight, I had no time to be afraid. As a blow still hanging, Impending leaped on trace upon one side, missing my foot in the soft sand, rolled headlong down the slope. When I had first sallied for the door of other mutineers, everybody swarming up the placid, make an end of us. One man in a right right cap, his cutlass in his mouth, had even got upon the top and thrown a leg across. Well, so short had been an interval, and when I found my feet again, all was in the same posture. The fellow with the red Nightcap still halfway over, another still showing his head above, as top of stockade, and yet in his breath, about time, the fight was over, and the victory was ours. Grey following close behind me, I cut down the big boatsman, Swain, ere he had time to recover for his last blow. Other had been a shot at the loophole, very act of firing into the house. I lay in agony and a pistol still smoking in his hand. A third, as I seen the doctor, disposed of by a, a blow. A fall had scaled the passade. One remained uncounted for. He, having left his cutlass on the field, now climbing out again with the fear of death upon him. Fire, fire, fire for the house, said the doctor, and you led back into cover. But his words were unheeded. No shot was fired. Last board of me could escape, disappeared for the rest in the wood. I disappeared for the rest in the wood. In three seconds, nothing remained of the attacking party. A three of the five were fallen, four on the inside of one, on the outside of the placard. The doctor Gray and I ran full speed for the shelter. Fivers would soon be back where they had left their muskets. Any moment the fire. Might recommence. The house is by this time somewhat cleared. The smoke 
So a glance of price we paid for victory, and to lay beside his loophole, stunned Joyce by his shot through the head, never to move again. Of right in the centre, the squire was supporting the captain, one as pale as the other. The captain's wounded, said Mr. Loney. Have you any they run? said asked Mr. Smollett. All they could, all that they, all that could. You may be bound, returned the doctor. There's five of them. I'll never run again. Five, cried the captain. Come, that's better. Five against three leaves us four to nine. That's better odds. And we had a starting. We are seven to nineteen then. So thought, or thought we were. And that's the ba- not that's as bad to bear. Musiers was soon only eight in number. For the man shot by Mr. Loney, the board, the schooner, died a saint evening of his wounds. But this is, of course, not known till after by the faithful parting. 